Just look at this studio filled with fabulous prizes. Ooh. All waiting to be won on Score North's... Pick your prize! Behind door number one is a $10,000 gift card to Chanhassen Dinner Theaters for shows, concerts, food, and beverage. Ooh. Door number two has $10,000 in home improvements for your kitchen, bathroom, windows, and more from Minnesota Rusco and Companies. Ah. And behind door number three, LASIK eye procedure from Dr. Lovanoff at Ovo LASIK and Lens. And a fantastic vacation. No surprise zoinks. What you want, you pick. 14 prizes in all, each valued at $10,000. Sign up for Score North's Pick Your Prize. You can register daily through the Score North app or go to scorenorth.com keyword prize. Sweepstakes begins March 18th. Special thanks to our prize partners. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey, yeah, yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. All right, welcome to another edition of uh, Judd's Hockey Show. Zolgad, Lindsay, and Declan. And uh, let's start with this one. Okay. What the hell are you wearing, Declan? All right. And Lin- Linz, can you take a picture? I, oh, it's already tweet been it tweeted. Out? It's already. Can we somehow it. link to this so that people who yes. listen to this? Yeah. Uh, if you guys listen to this, I'm we'll on. We'll keep this brief, but I want to yes. know what the hell is going on. Um, at Lindsay Brown 35. If you don't already follow me, like and the then, salad is weird, but the salad dressing makes it real. Your weird. your hair can't be referred to as salad. If you wear a sweatband like that, it can't be referred to as, yeah, as salad. I, I grew it out a few years ago, and, and I'm at the point where I oh either God. I'm committing or I'm not. So I, I and I'm also going to the gym after this, and my hair just flops around too much if I'm at the gym. So if, if you I go full wear, OC, I'll give you a hundred dollars. I had I had hair like O'Callahan two let's crowd three summers let's, ago. Let's let's crowd or go fund me this. We'll people. see. Let's by, let's by June or July though. If it, 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 it I up want and it, it. like Jonah Hill, I don't want anything to do with that. I, so your hair starts to curl. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? But you're really skinny, so yeah. it wouldn't be a bad look. Yeah, like, you could be skinny Jonah Hill. He wins Oscars. I would look like uh, the bowler you guys interviewed on Mackie and Judd Troop. I'd look like him if I, kept, if I kept at it. Yeah, it was great. He was fantastic. He was awesome. Wait, like uh, bowling, 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 yes. bowling. But he, but he's a, but he is a, um, he's a character. So yeah. like, he is a funny guy. Well, that's what we, that's and what we do at Scorn North. His characters. He's got the huge salad. Yeah. <laughs> the way you say it makes it sound. I weird. just think of, I just think of the fact that you are at, at an age too where you've got plenty of hair. Yeah. Which will not always be the case. So I feel like you should just keep it going. I think you should grow it out. I just want to see what it looks like. I'm I trying. think everybody should grow out their hair here, and I just want to see what it looks like. Rami's already winning. I'm trying. So oh, Rami's got the good Rami, hair. Rami, he, we would just have to say like we need you to go Amazon Amazonian. We need like down to the butt hair. That's what we need. But everybody else needs to go shoulder length, and I want to see it. And yeah. I'll shave my head, so we'll go just opposite uh, day, just to make sure right. nobody accuses us of being we'll sexist. See. All right, so we'll tweet see. the picture out. Oh, it's out. At Lindsay Brown thirty five. See it. I don't think you tweeted it, by the way. What? It's not. Oh, is it because I was being kicked off the internet again? Probably. I just want the podcast, the pe- people who tune into this podcast, to see your hair. So. Yes, we can do that. It's your pre-gym look. It's, it's very Thank interesting. You. All right, where do you want to start? <laughs> no. <laughs> do you want to start with this uh, mess of a hockey team? And by the way, we're taping this. We're recording this on Monday. We are one week from the National Hockey League trade deadline. So The trade deadline's coming up? The trade deadline is a week it. from today, as you well know. So anyway, do you want to start with the... Uh, the loss to the Blues, which of course was preceded by the four to one blown lead against the Devils on Friday, in which the Wild lost in overtime. Which before that was preceded by, I think, a two goal lead against Philadelphia at home. By the way, that was also lost, and that was a regulation loss. I'd like to start with the Devils. That Devils game was that one's your worst. Is that the worst of the three? In I your thought opinion? so. I thought that Just was because the worst. of the blown lead. Blown lead. Uh, Dubnik 
collapsing, the team collapsing, well, okay. that Devils team is terrible. That was an inexcusable loss. I was watching that game with Danny Cunningham at the bar, and and it was quite the sight as that was just on paper because it's because it's Danny Cunningham watching hockey. He wants three on three hockey for twenty minutes. You know, no, no, I don't disagree with him. Yeah, yeah. I disagree. Purist. Yeah, as you sit and wear three a fun. Well, but don't be confused. Danny knows zero about the sport. He does. Like he his does. lack of. Danny doesn't know anything about basketball either. <laughs> well, that's a whole other topic yeah. since he's paid by I'm us just to cover kidding. basketball. So your worst loss is the Devils. Loss. Yeah, the Devils loss. I, I thought that one was just was inexcusable. Um, that's that's such a bad bad team. Dubnik coming out of the crease to play. You saw. You that's knew the it was bad happening. goal though. That's his own. Like he, that's the soft goal he gave up, and he does get. But he's taking way too much crap for that loss. He is, and that's me saying that. That's it. That should. That should. Everybody. Goals three, bunny ears goals three and four were bad. The overtime goal was a bad goal, but that's on Zach. Zach Parisi played the puck. I mean, right. You have, you should play the puck back to Dubnik in that format as much as you should play the puck back to me. That was inexcusable. I want to put you in goalie pads now. Oh my god, that might be our next athlete challenge. But, no, but I mean, no, but I, I am absolving Dubnik for yeah. Zach to play that puck back to him. If you, if you are going to do that, mm-hmm. then, then the column that I wrote and that we talked about months ago has to happen. Stalock mm-hmm. has to go on goal. Like if your goaltender is going to become an option, they're not going to put Stalock in under- for three. I understand three. that, yes. but then you can't do it. Yes, but, but then, I agree. But then what Zach did is inexcusable. That you, there is no absolving him of that. You cannot play the puck. I don't care how panicked you are or what you think that. That's my point. Devin Dubnik right. can't play the puck. Yeah. That's yes. That was totally unfair. Well, and it was just that's fine. I mean, you can't really make a case that 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 goal wasn't his fault. It's about as bad as you can look as a goaltender with any misplay period. It's going you're automatically like that's on you. But as um in terms of the other goals, were a couple of them he had shots to get them. Yes, but are they considered weak goals? No. But the Wild are so so bad in the defensive zone right now that honestly I'm surprised it's not worse and especially I think yesterday's loss is more concerning just for the straight up lack of mental strength because it's the fact that Foligno on that on that first goal was in the on the boards with the rest of the other penalty killers and then it's and then they get beat by Ryan O'Reilly, who is a great. I love Ryan O'Reilly, but he's not a fast dude. He beats all both of our people there, and Felino's late, and we're just like Tarasenko just walk it. Like Stalock can't do anything there, and that's Stalock. But I think Dubnik's catching a lot of crap for the mental mistakes of the guys in front of him because these guys are so just absolutely mind effed right now. That they can't help themselves. If you watch them skate around, nobody's playing any sort of position anywhere. It's just everybody's puck watching. If you watch yesterday's game, there were so many times in which somebody, a Blues player, would sneak behind them in the slot and just walk in. The third because, guy. Because, yeah, because Granlund is literally hor- just horse blinders on the puck carry down low. They're not going to score from down low. And it's just, I don't, the goalies are not playing well. They're not. But. I think that they're taking too much of the blame when this team is literally spiraling. I thought the fourth goal against Dubnik against Jersey was a terrible goal because it basically went right through him. But I, yes. I'm, but I'm with you on this. Yes, this is not a goaltending problem. No, it's not. This is not like if we are, if we're blaming the goaltenders, then we are missing the story. Correct. The story is this team is playing horrible hockey. The story is, is our forwards but have this been is, you know What this is though, to me, this is very simple. This is a group of what at one time I thought was a talented bunch of 
underachievers, and they've always been chip on the shoulder guys. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but they were, but but they were always, but they, but this group of Coyle and Zucker, Granlund has always disappointed. Ultimately, Mm -hmm. but there was a time when I said, but they're still talented. Well, now the talent, now now the talent is starting to dissipate more, and they're not as good. And they remain underachievers. But that's what happens when you're not playing well, though. You can't expect these guys to basically feel free and confident to use the skills that they've used in the past when they have trouble hitting the net. But they've always been, but they are a collection, and they always have been, and always will be. And this is why they've got to be broken up. Woe is me, guys. Yes. Something's wrong. Woe is me. Well, then everybody everybody is going. The report comes out, right? That Craig has given Paul the green light to make Mm -hmm. trades. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and then the next day, Brudeau says we're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, and doubles down. But if you're a super competitive player, you're like bleep this. I'm going to go show these guys. But this collection is like, oh my god. Well, you no, know, we can't. No, it's done. I mean, they they are they are as and I've been saying this for three years. They are as mentally weak of group of people. There are certain classes of people that yes. need to be broken up. And listen, the Niederreiter thing. What frustrates me is now people are like, that was a terrible trade. And yes, it's- Rask is not that good. But Nino Niederreiter here was always going to fail. Yeah, he's going to do that here. If I trade Jason Zucker tomorrow, mm-hmm. I bet he goes and scores goals. Yeah. Because guess what? He's empowered there and he feels different. But he's scored here. Nino Nino had that one year in which he got a ton of goals, but a lot of them were because he was basically cleaning up all the garbage in front of the net. Gordon Bombay would have been very proud of Nino Niederreiter about three years ago. Those That's where he got his big points. But Zucker shows that he can create offense and not just clean up people's garbage. It shows that he can make plays. Is he playing really poorly right now? Yes. But at least he has the ability, and more importantly, what I think is the biggest asset in this league right now is speed. I keep him. Yeah, I, keep I don't him move too. him. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't move him until unless they say, he we're going to give you Tarasenko straight up. Fine. <laughs> I think you have to, and, and no. I, I think he gets you more, and, and you have to get more. This, this collection, this next collection has to be, I think you keep one of them. I think you keep one of them, and you move. I have a plan. Zucker, ne- Zucker needs to be moved. Coil needs to be moved. Yes, you, Coil. You need to break this entire group up and keep one. Zucker's the one. And me. and to me, if you take it to market now, Jason can get you something. Granlin's the one that scares me because you are going to. I would not trade him right now. I'll trade him, but you're going to have to give him away. Like he's going to get you nothing. But this group doesn't work. I, I'm so I've been sold on that for three years. This group does not work. So Declan, out of those three that he just mentioned, between Coyle, Grin, and, and Zucker, and is there anybody else in that group that is technically part of that group? But since no. Nino's gone, uh, Brodine would be part of that. Group, I, I'm going to go he, just forwards because oh, yeah. honestly, I don't think we trade defensemen. I don't. Disagree I don't. With you. I, I say I'm not disagree if you're going to if you're going to try to revamp okay. a roster, you have to do it by one phase at a time. So let's start with four. I would trade the defense. Okay. That's just me. But um, okay, let's go through for you quick the the tradable commodities from the. Uh, forwards. Okay. Eric Stahl, who's not in that group, but he's tradable. Yep, number one. He's dro- his value yeah. <laughs> has dropped so bad oh, on the internet. Incredible. He's down to like the 30th. Zucker, uh, Felino, I'll just give you, okay? Yep, I'm not trading Felino. Um, no. Put uh, a letter on him, here. even though he made a terrible play yesterday. Uh, Granlund? Yes. And trade him in the summer. Tra- yeah. So, but this is the thing. We say, right now, we say trade, trade Zucker, trade Granlund, trade him. We don't need to trade these guys before this deadline. I think you need to trade Charlie by the deadline. I think he needs to go right now because I think that while he isn't playing super well, the intangibles and just kind of the reputation surrounding him around the league, even when he's not playing well, he has enough skill, size, and speed that other people might be willing to bite now. So I say move him before the trade deadline. 
I say play a little mind trickery with everybody else when it comes to Granlin. You shop and you listen and you get an idea of where people are valuing him at his worst because you can't really say that he's played any worse than he has thus far in his career. You do not trade him until at the earliest the draft. Okay. And that's, then that's fine with me. I'm and, on the, and I'm then if you don't trade that. him like there, it. wait until free agency starts. And when a couple guys leave, there are going to be some teams that are like, uh oh, we need to get some goal scoring here. And you can sell him at a premium a few days into his free agency. No problem with that. Zucker, I keep. I also think the perception of Granlin is a lot different mm-hmm. outside of Minnesota. I think people value Mikhail Granlin. You're, they, they, they oh, see yeah. His, and I'm not. And, yeah. but, but I'm I'm just saying, I think his value is so low right now. Mm-hmm. LB's right. You don't need to make trades. Yeah. I'm trying to deal players that I think can get me the most return Correct. of mm-hmm. prospects right right now. So if I trade him at the draft, that's fine. Right. And I think that's when it happens. And I think he is also the player that gets you the most. I just think yes. this day. I think Zucker yes. can get you a decent return because teams know he that, that ultimately he can score. Yes, but he's only technically done it for a season. And he can't score in the playoffs. And 30, 32 games, like two goals. He has less, okay. pe- he has less pedigree. To, you're right, Judd, but he has less pedigree in terms of like being uh, people believing that he could do it again this year, which is what you're trading for. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, they've traded away or let a ton of speed go on this team, and that's where this league is going. I, if if uh, every, anything else, everything else is equal, I keep him for that reason. I'm in, the, I'm in the same boat. Do you keep him long term then? Yes. Or just in, in yes. the summer? Because he's not, he's not a cancerous guy. He works with the community. But he doesn't work. He does. He doesn't move his feet. Well, the problem is. What do you. The, the wild broadcasters actually brought that up. Gas. He doesn't well, move. Sooner or later, they're going to have to start saying he, negative things about this team. Sure. I think Zucker. I think Zucker. There is no way I keep him. You know, he plays well with the younger guys. I think you guys like him because he's a good guy, which is no, fine. No. He can come no. over for Christmas dinner. I'm going I'm to pander to you here and what, what he's becoming. Is Thomas Vanek? He is this guy okay. who has a shot and he oh, doesn't want to use it. Oh, right. He's passive. He's, he's, right. a, he's a hell of a he's better fast. skater he than Thomas. He shoots all a, the time. No, he doesn't. Something, Look, okay. something has right. something well, has happened. We're gonna, we're gonna go to the that. We're gonna, a lot yes, now. but he's attempting to shoot. Here. But he is. A, but he is a guy who I think. I think you build around. No, you build around guys am, like him. I am big on deconstructing as much as I can of that next group. I'm telling you, the group that know, got you past the somebody has to stay. No, no, what you do, right? Greenway. Cunning. That Greenway's the, not in that group. Greenway's next, not in. We're talking Charlie Zucker and no, Grandland. No, oh, I'm sorry. I'm saying somebody has to stay. Greenway stays. Yep. I'm building around Cunning. I'm. St- I'm sure. Building around, I. I am done. I am done with the group that got you past the Abs. You can't have they're, a big gap like they that. Are, yes, you can. Yeah, you're going to be awful for next season. Yeah, I think you can. The, I understand that. We, but we. But we also. You have to remember too. The more that you have to shed, the more that you have to sign on this summer. So actually, when you're going, right, to, but I want, what happens to free agency? But I want to be back. I know that. But you have. You can't have your team be be you, made up of of guys who are 21 and guys that are 35 and nothing in between. You, you play you the can't. sport. You play the sport. Do yes. you think that that room right now, or for the last three years, has been a good place to be? I, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, I don't disagree with you that you need to sell off some of these pieces. I'm just saying that it's not a everything must go sale. There are good aspects to this well, team. I can't trade Parisi or Suter. Two months ago, people were saying that the Blues were shopping Vladimir Tarasenko. Yeah. So just look at where they are right now and how but quick. But that's the di- but, but that's the difference in this talent. team. Jason Zucker's not. I know that. I understand that. But you also have to understand hockey is the sport out of I think out of the four major sports in which corners can be turned the quickest in yeah. terms of because confidence and and just team camaraderie are such a large part of the team success is that 
you don't need to do a ton to turn an unsuccessful player into a successful player or an unsuccessful franchise into a successful one. And we're not dealing with an unsuccessful franchise here. We're dealing with an underperforming franchise. But we're, deal- but we're dealing with a franchise with cancerous elements in the room. Yes, but Jason that, Zucker's not a cancerous element. To go, but he's part of a group that, does need- that needs to be trimmed out, and I trim him out. I don't think he's as cancerous. And plus, I want, yeah. and plus I, want, I want as many people to know as possible, if I'm Fenton, that the comfort is gone. There's too I think much they comfort. got the message that the There's comfort is gone. Comfort. Yeah. That was Nino. But Nino. That's I would. Just start can I just mm-hmm. bring up this article from the Athletic or that ranked? I think I brought it up on the podcast last week, and there's been multiple times in which I'm like, wow, they really did a uh, nice job with this with this article, and it was ranking the player, the wild players, based on tradeability. Oh yeah, trade value. Oh yeah. And when I was reading it with Jason Zucker, here's some things about him. He goes a deeper dive, says that he's not really drastically worse than he was last season because his shooting percentage is way down. Shooting percentage is different than shooting attempts. So he actually is getting the same amount of shooting attempts, but he's not scoring. Eventually, you're going to start scoring. And I get that hockey teams like to use that. and Sooner or later, it's going to start to go in. But that is a fair thing. And it's down 15% from last year. That's a considerable amount of shot goals not going in. And straight up, this is the best example that I found. It said, The Niederreiter trade is fresh in the minds of the state of hockey, but perhaps an even better cautionary tale is that of Jeff Skinner. Much like Zucker, Skinner had a long track record of high-end goal scoring before drowning in a horrible shooting luck last season. Holy nuts, never heard of this before. Carolina decided Skinner had to go and sold low for a mediocre package. Skinner now has 34 goals in Buffalo this season. In Buffalo! (laughs) Even Fenton isn't convinced that Zucker is part of the solution in Minnesota, which... Kind of caters to you, but it makes more sense to rehab Zucker's value than to trade him at his lowest point, point which I agree. I think his yeah, I ceiling is too high to even consider trading him at this point. Next year, if he's still junk, sure. That, that, that's why I gave up on Coyle's offensive ceiling at the beginning of the season, and I accepted who he is. And like Lindsay said earlier, he's a workhorse. Even when, even when if he's not scoring, mm-hmm. he'll be out there for 17, 18 Charlie? minutes a night. Charlie. You oh, never yeah, question yeah. the kid's work No, ethic, no, he, he sure. does work hard. I, mm-hmm. and as, uh, I agree with you. Yeah. And especially of, of a two-way players of that group, he's the top, he's the, he's the best yes. two-way player of that group. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with trading him just because, A, his cap hits low, and you could probably get actually something legit for him. And he's also scored in the playoffs. And he can play center and wing. Right. Mm-hmm. So he, he's versatile. Yeah, and with Zucker, yeah, the ceiling, you, you saw it last year. He scored 33 goals. And the speed in this league is trending in that direction. I can't get rid of that. I can't. I can't. Here's I can't your he could can't get. He it. could get he, 40, 45 goals in this league. And he, he never. Could. And and I will say this right now. He never will here. He could go somewhere else and get that. But you're going. But Skinner is a prime example. If Skinner stays put, guess what? Now now could you have gotten more and wish you had? Yes. But he's not scoring Carolina like he is in Buffalo. But it's I feel just like I feel like Zucker Eli. hasn't had as fair of a shake at everything as much as Charlie Coyle, Mikhail Granlin have. He because he was in the AHL. He had, and then he was hurt for a little bit a few years back. Charlie has been a full-time NHL player for how many years now? Like six. Kyle Granlin has been a full t- – there was never a question of them getting – are yep. we going to send him down to the AHL? That was not a question. Yep. Their, ex- their options are exhausted with me. I, the, the Granlin thing, just that's you just have to be strategic about it. But I'm fine with moving Coyle, like Declan said. He, we've seen it. And he's going to succeed somewhere else. We just have to be okay with that. But it's not going to happen here. Absolutely. So you I just, think that whole group. Yeah. I mean, that, I, I, you have to move him now and you – God, I was going to say stall. I don't even know if you could – you can. Someone, someone's going to bite the bullet on that. Well, yes. but, but here's the problem. The, the report came out last week. He's got a 10-team no-trade list, yeah. which he put together, yeah, which smart. I think he had to submit in the fall. Yeah, of so all it's playoff got, teams. It's got all playoff mm-hmm. teams. So, I mean, 
That is, that is the three weeks ago. I said, yeah, cloud. that's worth something. What's a team that w- maybe was a cup contender in September, at least theorized to be, but is complete crap this year? But then they're not gonna. No, but I'm like, I'm just trying to think who we would have included on that list oh, that maybe dropped yeah. out of the playoffs. But what is his value now? And, and I'm yeah, the guy that was saying he's so slow right now, and I know that he's trying. But I like, think he's got. And this is I I know nothing about what I'm about to say. I think he's got to be hurt. Like uh, yeah, something seems wrong. Something's up. Like he's not. I, it I looks think we like he's. Agree. Yeah. He's he's not lazy, right? Yeah, he's no. not lazy. Like like we're not going to sit here and he's he's not dogging it. His feet no. are in quicksand. I mean, he's and I don't know if it's a combination of something's wrong and and he's so, so paranoid about the trade deadline or well, what, or he's just so bogged down with how bad he's. But this homestand, I've watched him every game. Yeah, and it, yeah. It's, uh, it's you can nothing. see it against the boards because immediate if he gets the puck and wins a battle he's okay but if there's even an inkling of a chance that he starts to lose it he stands straight, he can't get his feet going to make that transition that first step to keep up with a guy that's the biggest thing that's missing with him right yeah now. and I don't know the the sad thing about this team is in watching them though it does it gets so frustrating because we've seen this before but the mental weakness of like this group of players who like, like the stay lock penalty last night and nobody, but, and, but you know, this has been what two weeks now of the deadlines coming. Let's see something. And to a man, it's like, everyone's just reverted. Like yeah, ordinarily there's an athlete or two who, who are like, bleep this. I'm just going to do my thing. That's why I thought your tweet yesterday was actually genius. Your conspiracy reverse psychology theory of oh, that they're that, saying, we're just going to play really bad. So they don't trade us. That, that's what the blues game looked like. Yeah. Like yeah. I couldn't, like I couldn't figure out unless you, good point. it looked like they were submarining their chances to be traded. Like if you're Fenton, you got to be watching that game. I wouldn't be mad because I don't really care. But if I'm Fenton, I'm watching that game. I'm like, Oh my God. And I, I will say what I've said a thousand times before. The one guy I do feel bad for is Bruce. Yeah. Boudreaux wants to win. He's competitive. This is... How about his comments in the post game yesterday? But, I mean, he's trying so hard not to go over the edge. I know. But I just... I found it interesting that he found it necessary to say... When they asked if, about the uh, if they were prepared, he goes... Well, team, the team was prepared. It's all it, Sarah McClellan asked that question and and did it very. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, she she did. It's it, not like she asked. She she phrased it the correct, respectful way in absolutely. which journalists should when and it was you're a good, dealing and with it was this. a really good question. Yes. And he's like, "I'll stop you there." And he didn't get mad back. No, like, like they the both response, handled it well. The response looked yeah. sort of mad. It, it yeah. wasn't. He's she's got to like, ask though. Yeah. as a journalist, you have to ask. And he answered yep. it really v- very yep. fairly and mm-hmm. and did nothing. But I just look at the guy and I'm like. You, you didn't sign up for this, and I I know that. But this is also what now the third coach with this group who's seen this, and it's got to be maddening. I mean, that Blues game was, it was just almost impossible. He almost to watch. dropped an F bomb on that. He's just TV. A, he's like a guy. He's like that gambler that thinks that he has an edge on a horse every time, and he just yeah. ends up losing and not placing right at that right at the end with his teams, which is crap. Because I think he's a good coach. Why do you? But now I have a conspiracy theory now because there, um, Mike Bedado's here. Love it. He, and he's hanging out with Craig and Fenton a lot. And, and Russo reported he's talking about a job, but that's the last I saw, right? Yes. It, the last I saw from Russo was that he was in the practice box with Craig at practice this morning. So this isn't okay. just get, So he was at practice this morning. And was at the game on Sunday. And was at the game yeah. yesterday. Yep. Um, I don't think – I think Bruce just based on – I think you're going to have to change. I don't want him to change, want to change, but I think they're going to do it. Coaches, you mean? Yep. Oh, I agree. And I think they're going to bring Mike Madano in as a hockey ops guy for the rest of the season. Rest of this At, season. This season. Round when the season ends, they'll just be like, "We're going to we're going to let Bruce go. We'll have a coaching search. We'll do it. Search. It's going to be Mike Madano. 
I guarantee I, I would put serious money. I'm not going to say guarantee because that's when you get into trouble. I would put serious money down that this is at least a line of thought in Paul Fenton's head because he's hanging out with Paul. He's yep. hanging out with Craig. Yep. Paul and what better way to sell to this fan base when you're going through a rebuild than bringing back Jesus Christ, North Star <laughs> Messiah himself? Mike Madonna? Mm-hmm. That's in- interesting. Now, I've speculated all, all year that um, Dean Everson, who was Fenton's coach in Milwaukee, because mm-hmm. yeah. Fenton was GM of the Admirals, um, and then he, he fired Bruce's, and then Paul fired Bruce's good friend, John Dan Anderson, Anderson yeah, before they don't the get season. Along. Bruce and Paul don't get along, I don't And think brought right. in Everson. I've thought that that he he would be the coach, but I could certainly see Madonna playing some type of key role. Well, this is this so is it, it too sense. because if Fenton is planning to do a full scale, like you said, scorched earth bit, you you have to take into account the PR logistics in this fan base. You have to, and so by bringing Mike Madonna, oh, yeah, no, you, a, that takes that smooths things over for. Can a, he even a, coach? That, I mean, can he coach? Does that's it a, matter? I think it does, and 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 he's and. But, Russo it's mentioned too. He he's it's more of like a possibly a director of hockey operations. Now that would make more. And I think that would make more. That would make more sense. Make more sense. Don't you, if coach, you're going to jump into the business, wouldn't you want to jump? If you had to pick a big time position that you're jumping in without any sort of training for, wouldn't you say it's a coach rather than the president of hockey ops? Well, a little bit, but I think I, I think <laughs> I also I don't believe that people think Bruce is big of a problem. I don't think Fenton looks as Bruce as a big of a problem. So if he can have Mike Madano as kind of his his scapegoat. For player development, it could be a proxy too. To be totally and honest, exactly. So a, a proxy of a communication between the well, two. And he's why had, do you and need that? Why do you need Mike that from Madonna. a GM to a head coach? Shouldn't you be able to talk to your direct supervisor and vice versa? Sure. Mike Madonna had to watch that game oh on Sunday until um, Paul Fenton. Paul, I've never coached before, and I don't want this group of mutts. Like but, I like, but then like he, this is, he's scot free. If the team sucks, he'll get another shot because the Wild are really crappy. I bet he gets. I bet if he comes here, he gets a title in in hockey ops. I bet Fenton. I don't know if Fenton would put his job. I mean, McDonald's never coached before, so so that puts Fenton yeah, right like, right in the wheelhouse when his buddy's on the bench already. Yeah, but but how many how many chances did Chuck Fletcher get to pick a coach? What three? Exactly. So this is your first pick, and, and it's Mike, but and it's not even an outside guy. I, it's it's baby theory. Jesus North Star, and it, he's going to come in. And even if they're junk, theory. it's a it's a it's a non loose situation Although, for everyone. I it will really say is. this. I will say this. For as bad as this team is playing right now, and as bad as things are going, this to me is Paul Fenton's dream. This is exactly what oh, did. Yeah. This is exactly what didn't happen to the Twins' new brass. Yeah. Two years ago, right? They take over this 103 loss, just dumpster fire, and they're like, okay. Our first, be, our first year is going to be our first year is going to be great. Yeah, Molitor's going to fail miserably. Uh-huh. We'll lose ninety eight games this time around, and we can fire everybody. And then that sob group of players goes and gets a wild card, and now you give Molly a three year extension and got to wait to fire. Only one manager of the year. I so, mean, for God's sake. So that's why that's why I watch Fenton now, and I'm like, in some ways, I bet he's like, this is ideal because yes. Yes. them falling apart now. Um, accelerates everything. Yes. And if he does want to go, and and I and that's why that's why I don't think Bruce survives after th- this year. I don't mm-hmm. think he he gets fired now. But I think that Bruce is let go ultimately because mm-hmm. there's a year you to pay him to. off. Yeah. And Paul, well, and I wouldn't do it personally, but I think Paul is going to say, okay, mm-hmm. if I keep Bruce, who I really didn't know at all, right, is that going to put my stamp on the franchise? And the obvious answer to that question is no. Right, but be careful what you wish. This is probably, if you asked Paul Fenton six months ago, and he said, 
They're tanking. They're playing awful right now. Everybody's junk. You you have the okay from ownership. The fan base is calling for it. I bet he's like, hell yeah, this sounds great. But nothing ever, even if it's 100% the situation or at least the the bones of a situation in which you were wishing for, it's never at, it's never going to be completely what you want, which is why you bring a Madonna type, which is why you have to keep somebody like a Jason Zucker because you can't get everything that you want. You can get most of what you want right now. But there's also an aspect of like just because you can doesn't mean you should. Just because you can trade everybody away doesn't mean you should. I just don't think it's a good idea to have a team that's made up of a bunch of old dudes and 20-year-olds. Because what happens if the old dudes start, I don't know, have Parisian Suter gotten hurt in the last couple of years or so? I mean, they, oh, just a few times. Oh, so, I don't care next so say if – I know this, but they're going to be here for more than just like next year. And those younger kids aren't just going to be one-year rental deals either. So if they start to go – if Suter and Parisian – God forbid somebody else gets hurt. Then you're thrusting these younger guys into roles that maybe they're ready for, maybe they're not. But sure. you have to have some people to help lead them along in case the older guys go to crap. Right. Because otherwise, was, it's just what are you going to do? But that's the but that's the problem. Is part of, of the reason and the destruction of this group of players that, that we're talking about is because the older players previously, when these guys were younger, mm-hmm. didn't help. I know. So you've got to change the entire culture. I know, but you don't this need to cut cu- off the entire arm when you only this have to about, go to the elbow. This is about a cultural shift for the 2019 season that's going to lead you to be bad. We can be bad with Jason Zucker on the roster. But then if somebody me. gets hurt, I don't care. See, that that's the thing. So like, if I know. goes down, I don't care. But like you said, but if you completely wipe out that middling generation, then you just, you're just you going to have the but same the thing. the generation didn't work. I know, but they didn't work because they didn't have leaders. So do you think the leaders that are still there that didn't lead the I group that you somebody. kicked out are going to lead the even younger guys that are going to take even more of their time? I got, I, it's my responsibility if I'm fatten to bring in guys that, that can lead, and they just don't have that. Jason and Zucker's never been given a real chance to lead. Jason Zucker ain't going to lead I don't and think he's a big. I don't, I, he's a good leader, but I don't think he's he's, he's a the, guy that. But that's the thing. There's different types of leaders. People are asking Jason Zucker to be a leader like Zach Parisi, who's a hard nosed guy that will score crap like gritty goals all the time. That's not Jason Zucker's game. Let's just get everybody on the same page in terms of what you're here for and what's expected of you. Well, I'm with you about about the trades bringing back, doing them at the right time. Mm-hmm. So I'm completely with you. I'm not giving. I'm only trading guys. By next Monday, who I think I can get the most for right now. So, like, it's not my goal. It's not my goal to get robbed, but it's my goal to deconstruct that part of the team. But you're right. If you can do it in June or right. July, I'm absolutely. But fine with it, that. you go to a store, and if it says like it's a sale, and you're like, great, I can get a bunch of items for it that are way cheaper than I than I usually would. But all of a sudden, you're and you run up a tab that's still three hundred dollars. You got more than what you would for your three hundred dollars, uh-huh. but at the end of the day, you're still three hundred dollars shorter than what you started with. So you you have to real even if you can trade them all away, but th- this comes back like you can you could redo this entire thing, but that also pushes you have to hit the sweet spot on all these things to really get this thing turned around in the time period in which they're trying to do it because if they mess up one little thing like trading off way too many people now mm-hmm. before they even get started, they're shooting themselves in the foot before they even start the race, and then we're looking at a ten year rebuild and we're looking damn. at Oilers type stuff. No, thank you. Yeah, I think you can do. But I think they would have better than us. We got better management. Really? I, I think yes. you know, yeah, Peter Trelli was, yeah, as you talked percent. about a thousand times, awful. A thousand percent. He was terrible. I know, but I'm just saying. He was terrible. The, the one thing I would too caution. too much too soon. Okay, but the one, thing, the one thing that I would caution that goes against what you're saying is the fan base here is going to believe that guys have a value that they don't have here now. And so the other key thing is the Skinner thing is a perfect example. 
You'd like to get as much as possible, mm-hmm. but he also is never going to. If you if and Jason you Zucker could, is probably not going to do what Jeff, Jeff right. Skinner is doing. Also, right. that he, but he might elsewhere. But he might do, and that's where you're right about. Mm-hmm. That's where you're right about making sure that you get the best return possible. Mm-hmm. That's the key thing to me, which is why the Grandlin conundrum is so great. Because it's like I don't want to give him away. Yeah, Declan's right. You're right. This league looks at him and's like, oh, they see six. He's on pace for six, seven points. Holy hell, year. there's yeah. talent there. Yeah, yeah. but. You watch him, too, in the eye test. And oh, my it's God. Like, if things aren't going for him offensively, yeah. you might as well just stick him out there and be like, just go stand on the blue line, don't move. And I, I, don't think, and I don't think we can understand, or I don't think it's easy to understand what an underachieving group this is until you watch them consistently. Right, Because yes. then you're right. Because mm-hmm. it's like statistically, or like if I just show you cut-ups of Zucker skating mm-hmm. or shooting, you're like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. this, he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But when you watch this group together, it's so... It's just as bizarre to me I that mean, they, the, they can't the find a Devils line. Game. One, There's not one line that works. There's not three guys that can work together on a consistent level and be productive. And here's the other thing that, here's the other thing that scares me because I sensed this. And, and I sensed it previously and thought I was being paranoid. But, you know, like when Coyle and Granlin started to become inconsistent? Because like there, this there was a year, time, no, no, or years long past. ago. Okay, because there there was a time right after I thought, Charlie signed his contract and yeah, got hurt. But yeah, at that time I'm like Charlie Coyle's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like there was a time and Grayland, oh my god, yeah, and then he broke it. his arm or his leg, and then Nino mm. broke his leg too, right? But, yes, yes, yeah. And Nino and Coyle got hurt in the Chicago game two years ago now. Yeah, or a year ago. Mm-hmm. anyway, big se- the, the 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 big year that anyway, the Wild had. Long story short, what starts to scare me is like I watched this game, or I watched the Flyers game, Devils game, Blues game in person. And I start to see the same crap repeat itself, like or just start to with a greenway, and it's like you can't go down this path. And I don't know what's bringing oh, them. Oh, of bad habits being yeah. Well, and, and just mm-hmm. sort of falling into. I guess the best way this I is can how put it this, is. Yes, mm-hmm. the best way I can put this is Jordan Greenway to me on Sunday looked like oh okay, it's contagious. Yeah, I mean, and, and I that's and, true. And that's one fair. time I would have said okay, I'm being paranoid. Like this is this is yeah. just a Judd conspiracy. <laughs> But then I was watching again yesterday, and like Greenway, who's had you're games, right, you're right, and you're wrong, yeah. But that's where mm-hmm. that, that's where it starts to like this can't happen to that group, right? Like Cummins and Greenway can't be comfortable. Well, and, and they can't be allowed to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. they can't be allowed to watch this and be like, mm-hmm. oh, it's okay. Yeah, because it's not okay. No, but if if that was something that we had seen signs of earlier in the year, I would share your level of concern. But I, yesterday, as bad as it was, I. It's easy to talk the next day after and be like, this whole thing is awful because that's our most recent game. I'm not going to get after Jordan Greenway or anybody being like, he's copying what they do. Everybody well, was junk yesterday. I'm not even saying he's completely. But, right. but the Devils game, the Flyers game, yes. those games, the, the, the habits start to seep in. Well, you know what the habit is, though? And so that's nine periods of hockey now. They, nine no, plus periods. What, I, and I tweeted this yesterday. I don't think I've ever seen a team get scored on more in the first or last minute of a period more than I have seen this Minnesota Wild Club this year. And people, I think that's true last year, too. No, this year, I this swear to God, is, this year is yeah. really bad. I well, swear, every yeah. single game, there's at least one, and those goal, every goal counts the same. Whether or not it's a bar down snipe or this garbage goal, or sure. it's in the first minute or smack it up in the middle, but especially in the beginning of periods, that's where I see it happen the most. Is that this group is not mentally strong enough to be able to give up a goal early in the period and dig themselves back out and get back to even, and then go try to go score within a frame of 20 minutes. It's they why, they can't do it. It's why it feels like they're it's always trying to come back. Yes, it's a funeral. And when you give up goals in the first minute or lately, I think yesterday was within the first five, right. but those first and last minute things are such huge momentum swingers because like we said, the, the game the other thing yesterday. The two guys is, and 
we we probably haven't brought this up enough, but in some ways, this team just also is not very good. No, like you're right. The some people lines, have overachieved in the past. Yeah, but and but I mean, okay, Dumba being out is enormous, right? Yep, huge. But I mean, huge. this potato kid. They have trying, eleven million dollars on the payroll sitting out right now. Yeah, which and but Dumba and Dumba is. If not a star, he's a potential star, right? Yes. But like you watch the guys that they're trying to have play defense now. The potato character. Yeah, and guys Awful. like and guys like that, and it's just not good. Like that's just not that good a team. Well, you can't expect to replace a Dumba no. even by committee. But I'm just saying that that leads right, that and that's why you don't trade defensemen right now. That's why I don't. That's why I don't hey, move any. I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. I don't move any. I don't think Brody is a problem. No. He's not a problem. No, no, no. He's not a problem. I'm just saying we've sold off too he, many defensive assets, and a year and a half ago we had one of the strongest. He got moved to his offside against. Was it Jersey on that goal? Or no, the Flyers. Mm-hmm. That terrible goal, and he struggles there. Okay, mm-hmm. that's no sin. But that was because I think they tried to play Batetto on his side, on the left side. Anyway, right, long, because Batetto, they're trying to set up to be short, as successful. I'm with you. I'm yeah. not trading defense. There's, there's too much. You could get a ton for a Spurgeon or even a Brodeen, but it's at this point, you can't. You can't start to reconstruct every aspect of your roster. You got to focus on your forwards, your defense, or your goalie, and you have to be. You you can pick one. The other two need to stay mainly the same. If you're not going to completely rock the boat with everything, I'd trade Brodine, but that's just me. I would trade Brodine. I I no. I would. I'm not, uh, I'm not for touching, Connor McDavid. Maybe I'm not touching. Yeah, it, it, I, lo- I, I love Spurgeon. I, I, I resign him. I love him too. I resign him when he when his contract and people are like he's thirty. Yeah, he's he's thirty. We're also living in a in a day and age in which Yarmir Yager was playing last year. So I am not worried about him getting old. And he's perfectly slated as a physical like specimen to play very long, small, very good at skating, good hand eye. He can play for yeah, another got, ten years if you yes, wanted to. Correct. I'm not trading. Yeah, no, no. He's he's the best defenseman that this had, franchise has ever had. And if I had lots of defense. I might consider Brodeen, but mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see yeah. him as a problem. I mean, he's sort of a quiet guy, but I don't... If Sealer was more far along, I'd yeah. feel better. And I still don't know. I like him, and I he works too. his butt off. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what to make of him long term. But that we don't have to have him figure it out. He's good in the no, role that he's in right saying, now. Like, I don't mm-hmm. feel like yeah. I don't feel like I trade Brodine and Sealer just takes Brodine. Right, role. but just look how long it took us for the fan, took the fan base to really commit to Matt Dumba and think of how much he was producing, even and how he was bad. But Sealer hasn't been as bad, but he's also not producing at the same and level. Sealer's a different player. I think he, he doesn't use that. Slap he need, we need that meanness on the back end, though. He's a mean no, guy no, out there. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. no I like him. Th- this to me is a discussion about trading forwards. Yep, I agree for the most. Yeah, yes. And now, now, if you get to uh, Declan's point, if you get to July and you have a great offer for a defense, then for sure. consider it. it then. Right? Yeah, I, I'm and not it depends selling. on who people draft and Correct. who you draft and stuff. Because like, how far along are you? In 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 retrospect. Who did Fenton draft this year? He drafted a defenseman, or the is it a Swedish kid that yeah, was who's... that was like projected as a third rounder? Yeah, you also years there's away. like I said, there are a lot of detours in which this rebuild plan could go completely off the rails sure easily. Could. So that's why I'm saying well, let's let's not bite off more than. And they there's can people, chew. and there there are people right now on Twitter who think that Fenton's a complete moron. Yeah, like there's people because of one trade. A lot of people think we're complete morons. They are, they do, but. Give us more time and give him more time. Well, like, like, as much as I like to jump on people, okay, the Rask trade is not a good trade. I totally get that. But one, Nino here was not going to be the same player. Mm-hmm. You were never going – you don't have Aho to put him with here. Nope. Two, you were playing him on the fourth line, so you traded him. I totally get, I totally get the frustration there, but we're going to have to give this time. Well, it's just like with the Twins, yeah. right? Like, yes. you can't – like, if and, you think the guy's a terrible, then you're just – then. 
Quit being a fan. Right. Quit and, watching him. And if, and if you think that he's so bad and that your ideas are so much better, why don't you send in a resume next time around? Well, yeah. there, it doesn't matter and, if you can do the job better than him if you think so. Might be bad. I don't know. Yeah. But, but my point is I have no clue. Um, but I do know that Chuck Fletcher was fired for a reason. And it's because he could get this collection. Well, one, he couldn't he's too bring nostalgic. himself to trade. Yes. But, I mean, Chuck Fletcher could get you to the playoffs. And that's where, yes. and that's where yep. you were done. Yep, and that was that and was the objective in 2012. That was that, the objective. Absolutely, and you sold mm-hmm. a ton of tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, last thing, what the hell is up with this conference? It's I guess awful. I'll, I guess I'll ask this week weekly now, but, I mean, the Minnesota Wild is still in the last playoff spot as we record this. What if they lose tomorrow? What if they lose to the, to Ducks? the Ducks? Well, it doesn't, it, well no, but I we've mean, lost – Eight of nine, and we're I still know, in the playoffs. I know, but the ducks, spot. the ducks are so like. But what, Lindsay, this is like Vancouver couldn't beat your Kings. I think they lost to your Kings on Saturday because the Kings are so champions at heart, and it radiates John the organization. Was sent home um, well, that's because he's Ill. he should he's get, very, he's get very rest, Ill. Jonathan. He's very ill. But anyway, the point being is, I thought this conference was going to be good. Like me too. Me I would have just sort of. I think people. Here. I don't think anybody expected it to be as good as the East. I don't think anybody expected it to be this bad. I thought it'd be no. pretty good. Again. I thought it'd be really I good. I thought it'd be really competitive. Well, again. East Coast, but the Eastern Conference has won what the last. And the East is great. Yeah, but this is how are you still in the playoff spot? Yeah, like that's I the don't sad know. Part. Like the eighth playoff spot should the league should almost just erase it. This is like the third and, team and give this the year. and oh. give the first place team in the West a first round. Bye. I am for complete. I hate the wild card setup. I hate the whole playoff too. setup. No, I this is too. go and the NBA should do the same damn thing. I want one through eight. I don't care about division. Division winners should not be guaranteed a second Correct. seed or home ice advantage. Correct. I want I want one through, one eight. through eight, and Correct. if that means six teams in one division and two out of one. Fine with me. Records straight up. Well, why not just keep it? Why not keep your divisions and schedule as is, and then just seed by conferences? I, w- I w- yeah, I'm fine with that too. I understand why you have to have divisions for scheduling purposes. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, right. right. You, you have especially to. the NHL. But you I'm have saying, to. But I'm saying, so keep the divisions. Like, who cares? Just keep the divisions. Yeah, just the, the, the division then, winners are irrele- relevant, just like the NBA. Nobody knows who but, wins divisions. Yeah, but it's all mm-hmm. for. As you just said, scheduling, scheduling. purposes. Yes. Right. So yeah, but you, you just, you just, yeah. What I would like, which will never happen, I want it seated one through sixteen, and just everybody plays who if <laughs> one and sixteen play, and it could be. They did that actually the year the North Stars made the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, in and that one. that would be so fun. So yeah. then we'll find out. Even even well, if you have to trap, be like, oh, we have like, travel so far. I like the schedule now because when when the Wild was in. Was it the Northwest Division? Yeah, yeah. and they had and Calgary. Yeah, I can't Edmonton. imagine writing. The West Ugh. Coast. Well, West Coast games. watching games as a fan. Like, oh, they're in Vancouver. I'd love it as a kid because yeah. I was staying up late. 70% of their games are after 9 p.m. Like yeah. the Blackhawks. But, but the rivalries of the divisions, I've decided, are pretty much gone. Because the game itself, and this is not a bad thing, the game itself is so open and they're fun to watch. Well, they played each like, other too much. Right, but I'm saying back in the day, you hated the Blackhawks because you would fight them literally. Like they, they don't fight now. Yeah. So like, but I'm fine with, okay, you're going to play Chicago a few more times because yeah. they're in your time zone. That makes it perfect. But then I'm with you, Declan, then adopt the one through eight. And you're right. One through eight. Yeah. One or through eight. Or reseed after the first round. So you're not getting the same matchups every year that are in. I get that. They, that's literally why they did it. But I think it's gotten too no, that's much so where lame. it's always blues and always Blackhawks against the, against the wild. I think if you want to do it the first round, that's fine. But after the second round, instead of pitting yeah. each other, let's let's go I, one through eight from there. And yeah. then that's when they play. I think it's absurd that division record 
division teams have to play each other through the semi. I think that's yeah, the well, dumbest thing. And it wipes out. It's the dumbest. Well, that, that's that's the reason why the central. It was always so tough for the Wild to get through because the central division was so stacked in the last well, six and years. And the Jets and Preds, right? In the yeah, yeah. But, but even when the, even when the black when yeah, the Blackhawks were really good, and then you had Dallas yeah. that was always you know it's it's been a very but, high. High competitive, but you know, it won't division. be this year. It's just crap. No, it's yeah, it's, it's awful. The bottom it, of that conference is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Well, and plus, the Blackhawks are still technically in contention now, they aren't are. they? Yeah, they're I mean, like, they're knocking I mean, at the door. St. Louis was dead. Two they were going to trade Tarasenko. They were no. dead to. Oh, we should have traded for Ryan O'Reilly. Although I would have sold the farm. Although my God, Tarasenko! If that guy ever dedicated himself to playing like he did on Sunday. He drives you crazy. Well, I don't know if he has to dedicate. He just has to play against a team that's literally spiraling when, in front of him. When the Wild beat the Blues in the playoffs, was that three years ago now? Yeah. Four yeah. years ago? Tarasenko literally showed up for, I think, two games. He yeah. was like 12. And when ball. he did, he's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And then I'd watch him. I got mad. As a as a fan, basically, I'm watching from the press box. I got mad because I'm like, dude, you are so talented and so much fun to watch. And he's like circling out there. He's not a guy. He's not the guy, though. He's the compliment to the guy. That's who he truly is. But he's, he's his talent. He could yeah, yes. But, he's, but his so, personality isn't the guy. Last question. Yes. Final question. Yes. I, I promise. Mike Yo. If you're Mike Yo today, <clears throat> sitting at home, are you feeling good because the Wild, two coaches after you, is still the same, basically, collection of players? Or are you feeling like absolute crap because the St. Louis Blues, with Craig Bruby as interim coach, have, as Declan said, gone from being dead, looking like they were going to try and go for a draft pick, to being this incredible group with a goaltender now who wasn't on your roster when the season started? Because mm-hmm. that kid is nasty. Good. And his, the last name is under, underrated. <laughs> but Ted, what is it? What is his last name? It was B- Bennington. Pen- Be- Bennington. Bennington. Although I don't agree with the jersey number selection, whatever. Fifty. If I Mike Yo privately, I'm like, yay. Publicly, I don't want to be Jeff Fisher. I don't want to be Sour Grapes. I don't want to say I'll look. No, around, no. But how do you feel privately? I don't know because I mean, you're I, pissed. I I'd probably be pissed. pissed. I'd be I'd are be you, I'd be happy about the Wild. I'd be pissed about the Blues. Are you mad? Are you mad? Because of the, the fact that you didn't have this goaltender up, or are you self-reflected in realizing that Craig Pruby has this team playing? I mean, they looked on Sunday as bad as the Wild looked. They looked fantastic. Yeah, but you could also say like if Pruby was that co- if him and Yo switch situations that's that they I'm, they could you could Yo could just as much. I think it's just straight up. The message wasn't working, so you change. That's that's what happens in NHL sometimes. And most of the time, it's not because the guys aren't talented or the coaches aren't qualified or they're bad coaches. It's just that either they've been there too long, the personalities don't mesh, or they actually are. You know, it's it's never a lack of, of talent. Yeah, I, if I'm like yo, I think what you said, where you're happy with the wild just spiraling. Yeah, because they down like, the took a personal vendetta. Yeah, yeah, me. I completely. I'm. I'd be very sad. That that's the ex that you are watching. Her life just fall to the ground, and it's and it's just a complete act for you. Maybe I'm taking that. Maybe maybe I'm taking that too personal, but that's how I look at it. And then with the Blues, you're like, ah, what? You know, I tried. Wait, wait, and you expect whatever. it with the Blues. They have a yeah. Tarasenko to run around. Yeah, yeah. They were going to turn around and be really good sometime. I've got a simple question too. What about the Blues? Because I think we talked about this when the season started. What about the Blues ever made them think, Jake Allen? He oh, can man. he can be our top goalie. Like this is Jake Allen's playing well now because there's no pressure. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But didn't we talk about this? Yeah. Didn't we say you got a really pretty good roster? What are you doing? And now, sure enough, yeah. this Bennington kid comes up. 
He's a number one goal. He's a tandem guy. He's really he's a really good option. But we talked B. about like why he's a we... really good option B. And you're right because the last time around this why happened. Why do we see this? Who was who was the guy that was with him? That was the University of Wisconsin. Brian Elliott. He, he Elliott was playing well, and then Allen would go in in relief and also played well. Yes, like I think you put it perfectly. He's just he can't handle the pressure. Clearly, this this young guy. I don't even know if he can handle the pressure because you can't you can't make decisions based off of one season with a goalie sure. because the kid is right. Do you see that pass he made behind the net yesterday? He made a toe pass. Yeah. He took. That's how that's how much he was vibing in the net. Are you saying Carter Hart? We don't know yet. Yes, that's I, exactly I, what I'm saying. I, I, that, I agree. If you, I, I would I would I would put money down, but it's never, but it's so easy for goalies to get hot and be confident in themselves and to ride that. And then I was surprised they started Jake Allen the night before, to be totally honest, because usually when you have a backup guy going and he's doing really well, you ride him because you don't want to give him an opportunity to take a second and breathe. But he clearly performed last night. But, yeah, I just – I don't – I Allen is weird. And then when Brian Elliott left and then he turned out to be really bad, it almost kind of reinforced that their belief that he was really good and it wasn't Elliott, so they kind of doubled down on him. That's the only yeah. reason I could really think of because – it's just Kelly weird. Was so bad in Calgary when he signed that contract. It's just weird that we talked about this months ago for the Blues, sitting here on a podcast in St. Paul, and we're like, that seems really weird because your your team like this is going to be the one weak link, and sure enough, it was. Yeah, and now it's been basic, plus, basically proven the, right. He's performed in the playoffs, so and so. If you're on the national stage and you per, and you literally single handedly stole a series from a team that happens to be in the yeah. state that you happened to play last the, night, the, there's also the perception that of drive that. Drive to the net. Yes. Yeah. Rebounds never got one of them because nope. they were nowhere near the net. No, they were series. not. That was Jake Allen made first saves and did a great job. And now they're and they all too close to the net. Yeah, right. you, if you watch Granlin and Zucker when they're trying to go for rebounds, oh, by the time the rebound is out, they're already in the crease. They need to be way further out. They're getting way too. Uh, go tight. help them out. Yeah, all we'll right. just figure all right. it out. Have fun, bye. Bye.